Welcome to the Right Fight Podcast. I'm Kenny Vaughn. I'm here with my wife, Tammy. Hello. And we're talking about how to live a loving life. Today, I'm kind of throwing myself under the bus, or I'm allowing, no, well, I'm not allowing Tammy to throw me under the bus. <laughs> she wants to. She's going to be throwing me under the bus. I am not. Yes, you are. Um, I did convince her to, uh, to leave out a few of the roughest parts, because I thought, you know, nobody would ever listen to me again. <laughs> but... Uh, what we're gonna do, we're gonna we're gonna tackle a question that I get on in direct messages quite a bit that I really don't have a great answer for. See if Tammy can help answer it a little bit. But the direction is this: it's it's normally a woman, and she's saying, you know, how? So she's she's dating some guy, and her struggle is, how do I know? you know, how to love this guy, what I should tolerate, what I shouldn't tolerate. They, they don't usually use those words, but I think that's what they're trying to say. Um, you know, what what is acceptable and and necessary to put up with and what is uh what is not and how do you do that? You know, so so they they hear the podcast, they see the post, but they're still going, I need some help practically. You know, um, I'm in a, I'm, I feel like I'm in a difficult spot. How do I not? And I think this goes for the guys too. I think it goes both ways. We're just going to pick on me today. Mm-hmm. So I'll take the beating. But, you know, it's, it's, I think it's a very common question that I don't just get frequently on Instagram, but I think a, a lot of people probably have. And that is, how do I know that I'm not enabling and just dragging this out and doing it all the wrong way? Or, um, or when to say, you know, that's enough or that's too much. So what I'm always thinking to myself, because the point being that Tammy put up with some of my foolishness. We know when I met Tammy, she knew the Lord and she had a relationship with the Lord. And I knew the name Jesus. And my dad baptized me when I was a kid. But I, I, I mean, she she shared the first scripture I knew with me that that I ended up memorizing was Second Timothy one seven God hadn't given me a spirit of fear but a power of love and a sound mind so you know safe to say I didn't really know the Lord I knew who He was but I didn't I didn't really know Him she knew Him and so I had foolish habits I had a lot of pride um, that was probably one of my biggest problems is I had a lot of pride and and so if I thought I was right then almost nothing could convince me that I was wrong, and, and, and I'm getting the eyes right now. <laughs> that was true. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's still kind of true sometimes. And so um, so I was difficult. And, and honestly, when I, when I get the questions from these people, and I just sit down and, and honestly consider myself and our relationship, and I'm, I'm thinking, I'm just really truthful, I'm thinking if they had told me that whoever this guy is they're dating, if they had described me when I was dating Tammy, I'd probably tell them, you need to get rid of that guy. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't put up with that, right? Um, and so, I, I, so I'm going to, um, before I ask you, I'm going to ask Tammy, you know, what, I, what I've wanted to ask forever, I've wanted to ask you, Tammy, like, what did you do? Because that's what, that's what everybody wants to know. They want, okay, I'm in that situation. What do you, what do I do? I do love this person. I do care about this person. Uh, but you know, what, how do I go about it? And so we're going to talk a little bit 
about that today. Before we get started, for clarity, I want to say this. Um, I never touched Tammy, yeah. ever. I never even considered touching her. I never suggest, suggested to her that I would ever hurt her yeah. physically. I didn't cuss her. I didn't, you know, I, I, I probably abused her kindness. In other words, you know, the, in, in her, her sweetness and her kindness my pride, I would say, was probably somewhat abusive, just meaning that I was dismissive of things that I shouldn't have been dismissive of. But if, if someone's hitting you, they're cussing you, or, and I never demeaned her. Like mm. I don't think I ever yeah. tried to demean you, devalue you, um, or your parents. Yeah. You know, I was always, I was always, so if a guy is, or a girl, is launching a lot of personal attacks. Um, if they're physically abusive, obviously. Um, if they're cussing you, if they're degrading your family in a hateful way, you know, I mean, if you have a family that the truth is very harsh, it may seem a little harsh at times, but they should do that very kindly. You know, I, I, mean, I think some of those things would just be no-brainers. Um, that I, I don't see how you can work with that. But, but you can get all of that right and still be very prideful and very stubborn and, and, and very difficult to deal with. And I think that's a lot of what I was. And, and because it was what I believed to be true, it was virtually impossible, it certainly short-term, to snap me out of that. But eventually she got it done. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, she's still getting it done. But I'm a, I'm a lot better than I was. Um, but the question is for you, Tammy, is, that, that I'd like to ask you, maybe you could share with some of these women, is, is like, what do you tell them? Uh, if it's a woman and she's in that situation where you were, um, what, what, like, what did you have, to, what decisions did you have to make? What did you have to do to endure my foolish pride and other stupidity? <laughs> Gosh. Well, I was really young, of course, when we met. I was only 19. And... I had never felt how I felt about you. Um, I had a couple of other relationships, but I, it just, it wasn't like how I felt with you. So I felt like it was, it was something special. And so I was willing to fight for that. I, I felt in my heart, I didn't know for certain that you were the one, but I felt like you were my person. And so... And you, you treated me beautifully, like you, I mean, of course there was things like you said about just, I, and I hate even saying that, but just like about you being a bit prideful. I hate saying it because I don't mean it. it I don't mean it ugly. <laughs> no, hey, we're under the bus <laughs> at this point. Just grind it, you know. <laughs> um, it, it was a lot more just, than a bit prideful, just, just so y'all know. <laughs> and just some of the beliefs you know, that you thought things were okay that absolutely weren't okay. Um, but I felt like the best thing for me to do was to um, pray that God would help you see um, and then just try not to nag you about it. I think I probably did nag some <laughs> because we dated five years, but um, I... I just tried to bring it to the Lord. Um, I And we, you know, we had ups and downs and um, 
when we, well, do you want to get to that in a little while when we? Well, I, I'm not sure where you're about to go. I might want to delay that one. But but no, one thing I'd like to throw in here that that specifically related to what you're talking about. This is what I saw that you that you did different. Um, there was never any question in my mind what you approved of and didn't approve of because you believed it wasn't. It was either good or it wasn't good. And so whenever I would argue my foolish stance. Um, you were immovable from your truth. Like I wasn't, I could see that I wasn't able to push you anywhere, anywhere around. Or so when we were done disputing something, it wasn't like I had won you off of the truth to my pride. It was that you were standing more firmly on the truth. I was standing more firmly on my pride. But so you made the truth known, but you didn't shove it down my throat. I guess, if that makes sense. And then also, I feel like whenever you would make your choice, like I didn't want you to be seen that way. Like if if other people found out about some bad decisions or bad choices, I didn't want people to see that because I knew your heart and I knew that that wasn't you. You know, I knew that, it really wasn't you, you know, that, and, and we were working on that and that, and so I wanted to protect that. I wanted to protect you. And, um, I just knew that we just needed some time, you know? Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And, and, um, I, I, I didn't immediately recognize that, but I recognized that pretty soon. And that was, a pureness of love that I didn't understand and I didn't function from. In other words, um, you being most concerned that my decisions would reflect poorly on me instead of what they meant about you. Um, I knew that that was, there was something really special about that, but that wasn't how I personally functioned, you know, at that point, because I was, because I was prideful if you made a foolish decision or anyone else made a foolish decision, I didn't, I hoped it did reflect poorly on you or whoever you were and that it got found out so you could be seen poorly and I would be seen as right. Mm-hmm. And, and so in trying, I would say that attempting to convince me that what I believed at that point was foolishness was uh, nearly an impossible task. I don't think you could have talked me into it. But when I saw you do it, when I saw you love me like that, deep down I knew that was right and I was wrong, if that makes sense. Well, you've always had an incredibly loving heart and very kind heart. And I don't want people to think that any differently is... You've always been that way ever since I met you. Yeah, she's trying to protect me again. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you you have a yeah. beautiful heart. Yeah, well, and a, and a filthy one too, you know. So, I mean, I, I think we all do, maybe not more than anyone else, but, um, but a lot better than it once was, mm-hmm. you know. So, I don't know. That's what I wanted to add, you know, before you moved on to what you wanted to move on to there is just – that's what I saw differently was from you that made me want to change. 
instead of instead of trying to change me, your love for me made me want to change, and it helped me see that my pride was foolishness. I it t- it took a little while, you know. You like you you start seeing that, and it doesn't just wake up overnight, right. you know. But eventually, you get the courage to kind of take a step in that direction, and then you realize it's the right direction, and mm-hmm. God works in your life, and you start surrendering, and you know something yeah. totally different comes out the other end. But before you move on to your next point, I think if you're, you know, we shouldn't be standing still for too long. You know, there should be, as you challenge this person, whoever it is about their pride, about their foolishness, and you do it for their sake and and you're loving them and you're encouraging them to do something different. You know, they should be at least somewhat moving in the right direction you know, in some reasonable amount mm-hmm. of time, you, if they if they're just staying stuck and going backwards, then it can get harder. And we ended up in a harder spot. But um, yeah, that's it. That's where we're going yeah. next. Yeah, and let me put my helmet on real quick. <laughs> well, that was about a little over a year and a half into our relationship. We hit a real rocky patch, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I got to do it. <clears throat> I got to do it. So, okay, I'll do it. So, um, I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I got to this place where I thought, I thought, you know what, we should break up. And, um, and so I came to you and just told you, you know, I think we ought to call it off. Um, and you didn't understand and, and you, you, you were devastated, I would say. Um, and, um, you, you, you wanted to understand, you know, you asked me why, you know, you did all the, the reasonable stuff and, you know, I was pretty unmovable Mm -hmm. and so we broke up, you know, and, um, you want to take it from here? You want me to keep going? Um, I was devastated. It was really a tough time. I didn't understand um, I wondered, like, what was I going to do without you? You were, like, so much a part of my life. I'd never felt that way about anybody else. Um, we even went to church together, um, did everything together. You know, we were constantly with each other. I was like, what did I do wrong? What What's wrong with me? You know, uh, what could I have done? And, um... I remember calling you once because I was going to tell you um, um, what my had my sister had had a baby and I wanted to tell you that they had the baby, but and I think I asked you like, is there any chance for us to, you know, to reconcile, you know, to make this right? And you told me no, and so I felt so stupid, like I felt so like God. And so I just, I had to just stop. I had to stop and and make up my mind that I was just going to go, I, I was going to leave you alone. <laughs> and I just poured myself into um, church and praying. And um, I remember my prayer was, okay, God, if... Because my heart was, you were 
you were the one. <laughs> I still felt that way. And so I was like, okay, God, if if it is your will for us to get back together, then I ask that you change Kenny's heart. But if it's not your will for us to get back together, then I ask that you change my heart and that you heal my heart and help me to move on. And I was we I was young still. I think I, I wasn't even twenty one yet. Um and so I think without even realizing it, you know, me just pouring myself into, you know, just trying to get closer to the Lord because he was my only source. You know, I, I was really sad. My heart literally ached, you know. And so I think somewhere, I mean, it it was only like, what, six to eight weeks we were apart. But I think that I realized that I finally realized, like at the end of that, that my identity wasn't in you or anybody else for that matter. You know, if it didn't work out with you, then God had something even better for me and that my my identity needed to be in Christ. And that I didn't have to think, you know, what am I going to do without him? Because no matter what, I had Christ and that he would help me through no matter what. Yeah. So. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Right. That's awesome. And I know that's hard to talk about and I don't even like thinking about it again myself. Um, I, w- I would say <clears throat> from my perspective, what I, I don't know what my problem was. You know, I really don't know. I don't, I, I still don't have a good answer for that. What I, what caught me off guard, I think was that, to me, you were like the sweetest, kindest, you know, just meek, um, loving, at the same time, strong girl I'd ever known. But I just, I had this, I anticipated, I guess, um, you know, a lot of times if you break up, uh, people that they just never leave you alone, you know, or, or they don't for a while, you know, and they beg and they're like, please this and please that. And, and the phone never stops ringing. But, uh, my phone wasn't ringing, <laughs> you know? And so in my mind, I'm thinking, I, I knew, I mean, it wasn't that you hid the fact that it was devastating to you. I knew that, and I hated that. I didn't like that. Um, but I I was just, after at first, you know, okay. But, you know, after a month, and, <laughs> you know, you hadn't even called me. And I'm, I don't know. I was just kind of shocked at... Something about that, I, I can't fully explain that, but something about that, I think, revealed to me that you were a lot stronger than I realized you were. And um, and something about that understanding um, helped me start sliding to a place of, do I really want to walk away from someone like that? You know, is that, do I really want to walk away some from someone who who wasn't here for everything they could get but from what from what they could give and that was sincere and pure in their motives you know um and and I just remember uh, of all things I and this was weird that I have this memory but I remember I was crossing over this overpass and it was not long before we got back together and it just occurred to me and you know, I was just thinking you know 
20 years from now, I'm going to see her somewhere and I'm going to think, what an idiot I was. <laughs> you know, like, what was I thinking? And at that point, I was like, you know, but at that point, and that was before we got back together, I was like, you know, I think I, I think I would like to get back together with Tammy. But my fear was I couldn't do that again. Like I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't get back with you and then break it off again. Yeah. You know, I just felt like if I'm going to get back with her at this point, it's, it's pretty much like a marriage at this mm -hmm. point for me, in my mind and in my heart. I wasn't telling you this, but for me, it was like, I'm not doing that again. And then, uh, then we bumped into each other. And uh, we went home and talked, and and then the rest is history. And um, and thank you for loving me, mm -hmm. by the thank way. You for loving me. Yeah, big time. And loving me, and so that was that was a big chunk of the story in my and in, in my selfishness and my pride. But then when we got back together, um, you didn't just fold into my camp. And all I mean by that is that. It wasn't that you were so happy to be to have me or or for us to be together again that anything I said and did was suddenly okay, and I think that's the mistake we make a lot of times is is we we break up with someone and we get back with them and we're so happy to have them back that anything goes, mm -hmm. you know. It's just like you know I just don't want to go through that again because in that was endless suffering and no solution, and I'll put up with almost anything, which is a massive failure to love. And so then it, all that eventually breaks down again. But what you did differently, I think, was, was in that time, the, the, probably the most powerful thing you said in this whole podcast is that you got to a point where you said, Lord, I don't, I mean, I wanted that. I don't understand how it's not right, but I don't have to have it. That's not what sustains me. You are. Mm -hmm. And so when, because you made that decision, and then we came back together through that, when we got back together, what I meant by you didn't just fold into my camp is you still stood for, your, for the truth. And I, I, didn't get, I didn't get a puppet back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I didn't get somebody that would do anything just to keep me back. I got back a stronger version of the girl I knew before we broke up. And I think I, I just I can just tell you that after that 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 the thought of us not being together never crossed my mind again, and in in any way shape form or fashion and I, and really, I kind of try to live my life still trying to make up for that you know, <laughs> um, and and I hadn't done it and I still hear about it sometimes <laughs> and I'll hear about it again after this when we get on tonight, but. I don't know. In summing this up, you got some scriptures you want to share with us. But if you have any other thoughts, I mean, the real goal here is, is what could we share with, uh, with, you know, with women that are dating a knucklehead like mm -hmm. me, you know, but they think there's hope for this guy. Mm -hmm. um, what are what you know? We've talked about some of the signs that are not so hopeful, you know, that need to be addressed immediately, and if not immediately resolved, it's it's not going to work. Um, but but what are some of the, you know, what, 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 I guess what you did, what, what you can offer people that gave you the courage to make the decisions you made and when you would know, hey, enough is enough? Um, just two scriptures that I, I remember, like, thinking about was one of them's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways Acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So I just, 
I really just went to the Lord and I had to trust him. I had to give it to him and, and know that he would let his will be done. And, and there's one in Proverbs that says, Proverbs 19, 21, many are the plans in a person's heart. So I had all these plans, you know, that I wanted to happen. It says many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. And so I had to remind myself, even though all I had all these, you know, all these great dreams and plans and hopes, and it, it wasn't what I wanted. It, it needed to be the Lord's purpose that prevailed. So, yeah. And I think we could, we could wrap this up like this. Um, you need to love someone in a way that you, like you did for me, basically, that you stand on the truth for their sake. And, and what, here's what happens, I think, in the end. And, and, and there's no perfect way to do this. And we don't have to get this perfectly. I think if we get the foundation of this right, eventually it grows a certain direction. And so I think what you have to be willing to do is lovingly stand for the truth for their sake. Mm-hmm. And, and when you're standing on truth that you know are truth, that you are immovable. And so they're trying to pull you into their camp. And all I mean by that is they're trying to pull you into this idea that they should be able to do all of these things, or they should be able to be filled with this pride and all these things that are difficult are really okay. And they're trying to pull you in the camp of all of this is okay. And so your hard decision is, um, how do I stand for the truth, but not shove it down their throat? I think that becomes the hard part. And I think if you just kindly, persistently stand, in other words, whenever these disagreements are over with, there's no question of where you still stand. I'm not mad at you. I don't hate you. I'm not trying to get you to do this for me. I just think this is best for you, and I'm not budging. And if this other person is, if you become immovable on the truth, now you got to make sure you're standing on the truth. Right. But if you become immovable on the truth, you have your anchor dropped. And the truth of God's word, and we're talking about stuff that's not hard, not normally hard to know what's right and what's wrong. If you become immovable there, this other person is either going to start getting pulled your direction. In other words, they're going to start saying things like, you know, you were right and I was wrong. And, and, and you know, and, and not just to win your approval. They're going to really start making these kind of decisions. Mm-hmm. They're going to start getting pulled in the correct direction or they're going to become so frustrated with the fact that you're immovable from these core truths and you know what we know is right and wrong they're going to become so frustrated with that that they're going to begin to pull away from you mm-hmm. and what we want to do when somebody pulls away from us because we're standing for truth we want to start going with them because we don't want them to get further away from us mm-hmm. but that's not loving them and that's what you to me that's what you did that was so different i pulled away from you but you stayed, and, and you know I expected you to start calling, saying, "Wait, I'll come with you." You know, or what can I do, or how can I change, or what what do I do need to do better? How can I make you love me, and all this stuff? You didn't do that. You stayed anchored on the truth. You never moved, and I pulled away and pulled away, and and I, I didn't do that so that you would. I really didn't do that so that you would call me or whatever. I just I was just surprised when it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So. If you're loving someone like that and they pull away, I think the decision you made was was wise and probably saved our relationship, which means my life, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and just saying, um, Lord, if it's your will, 
first to be together, change his heart. And if it's not, change mine. Mm-hmm. And that and that allowed you to stay anchored in the truth and and my pulling away to realize I needed I needed the anchor that you had and I was adrift at sea again. And at first it's fun to be adrift to sea again. But after after about six or eight weeks, mm-hmm. you're like, it's kind of lonely out here, <laughs> you know? And it's not quite what I thought it was. And where is she? Where is she? She's still sitting on the anchor, you know? And so I think, um, I hope that will give you some direction in dealing with some really tough life stuff. And then pray, pray, pray. Right. That's what I was thinking. Pray, 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 and, and let your anchor be Christ in Christ. Yeah. I don't know a better way to wrap it up than that. So till next time, trust God's word no matter what. And keep your eyes on the horizon. Thanks for listening to The Right Fight Podcast. Make sure to check out Kenny's book, The Right Fight, for more on how to live a loving life. It's available on their website, shieldsofstrength.com, Audible, and all digital platforms. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can email support at shieldsofstrength.com and put podcast as the subject. And make sure to follow Kenny on Instagram and TikTok at John Kennedy Vaughn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.